Hi, I'm Jeff Spross, business and economics writer for TheWeek.com. And today, I'd like to share a modest proposal. Let's nationalize Facebook. Nationalizing Facebook isn't as crazy as it sounds. It would mean the U.S. government taking controlling ownership of the company. And it's something we've done before, sometimes in the case of emergencies and wars, but also in the case of natural monopolies. In natural monopolies, the costs to enter a market are really high, but operating costs for a business once it's entered the market are low. Roads, water utilities, and electrical utilities are all classic examples of natural monopolies. Since different companies aren't just going to build their own competing highways, pipes, or power line towers. Now at first blush, it may seem weird to claim Facebook as a natural monopoly. It doesn't have to lay down physical infrastructure after all. And it's a web application, all bytes and electrons. If someone doesn't like the way it's run, they're perfectly free to start their own. Yet from another angle, Facebook sure looks like a monopoly. Worldwide, Facebook's 1.4 billion users are crushing competitors like Twitter and Instagram. The story here in the U.S. is slightly less dramatic, but still overwhelmingly in Facebook's favor. In the developing world, the domination is almost total, since Facebook is often the only means of accessing the internet. Some carriers in poorer countries even offer Facebook-only data plans, where the user gets access to the internet via Facebook for free. These poorer users are effectively locked into Facebook and nothing else. In fact, a fair number of users don't seem to realize that Facebook belongs under the conceptual umbrella of the internet, as opposed to being the internet itself. But Facebook doesn't just look like a monopoly, it's behaving like one too. It's buying up competing apps to move into person-to-person -person messaging, to offer more elaborate photo sharing, and to offer different user experiences. Facebook is now working with major newsmakers and publishers to host their work, too. Not as links back to the original reporting on the publisher's site, but as standalone content within Facebook itself. Facebook is trying to become the start-to-finish provider of internet infrastructure. It's trying to make a world in which those people who confuse Facebook for the internet actually aren't confused at all. Facebook will be the platform where everything else that happens on the internet is conducted and it will control that platform with algorithms that determine who sees what, when, and what information gets through. All of this is particularly striking when you consider another billion or so people in the developing world are probably going to hop on the internet in the next few years. Facebook is chomping at the bit. So how did this happen? How did Facebook corner the market? Well, there are only so many eyes in the world. And there's only so much time per day those eyes can spend looking at stuff on the internet. Then, consider the way most people use social media. It's a tool for both professional and personal networking. People aren't going to want to completely change the way they've organized their lives just to try a few new apps. Think about it this way. We know the physical infrastructure of roads and pipes throws up barriers to market entrance. For a social network monopoly, the so-called social infrastructure of friend circles and professional connections, plus the daily access to news and blogs and everything else, those become the barriers to market entrance. And if that's the case, then whoever enters the social media space first is destined to rule it. And Facebook won the lottery. So now that the world's online population is spending time on Facebook, companies that want to reach them must also turn to Facebook. And in doing so, they have to play by the rules of that company, which has implications for all of us. 
of the biggest implications is privacy. They logged on to reconnect with old school friends and maybe find new ones, only to discover they were giving away their private data. More Facebook users are quitting after realizing that its privacy policy has become confusing, time-consuming, and controversial. Facebook users aren't Facebook's customers. Advertisers are. Its users are the product, which is why Facebook has an effectively bottomless incentive to track everything its users do on its platform and then sell it to the highest bidder. The more detailed the information, the more valuable it is to the advertisers. And while Facebook still has an incentive to keep users happy so that it has a product to sell, that incentive will become less acute the closer Facebook gets to clearing out all competitors. If this trend bleeds over to other key aspects of our lives, like, say, credit scores, you could imagine some pretty unpleasant scenarios. And sure, if you're that worried about your privacy, you don't have to use Facebook. Or you can use ad blockers and clear out your cookies and check your privacy settings and all the rest of it. But that too will become increasingly difficult if Facebook continues to approach total monopoly status. The fact is, market forces should make our lives better. But if they force each one of us to become petty bureaucrats and technophiles, overseeing the esoteric minutiae of our online existence, then in this case, maybe we need something other than market forces. Maybe we need a little help from the government. Nationalizing Facebook wouldn't solve everything. A monopoly is, by definition, the absence of competition. And competition is great for consumers, creating lower costs, better quality, bureaucratic responsiveness, and institutional efficiency. As a monopoly, Facebook could become an unwieldy and worse product. But a nationalized Facebook would at least be under democratic accountability. So yes, the service Facebook provides is not free. Facebook needs revenue. But that's only because it's a private, for-profit entity. And if that's all that's entangling it with advertisers and forcing us to become our own personal online security firms, then just nationalize the damn thing already. For more on this story, go to theweek.com audio. And if you'd like to listen to more of The Week's daily podcasts, you can subscribe to them on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm Jeff Spross, and thanks so much for listening.